Hello ladies and gentlemen and everything in between. Welcome back to 90.3 WMSC Upper Montclair with your hosts Sam and Midge. And we're here with Fandom Fair, a deep dive media show where we talk about media we like. <laughs> um, and it's March. It. it's March. It's March. Uh, so you know what March means. It's Women's Month, the best kind of month. I was going to say, say Sam birthday month. It is Sam birthday month. By the time this episode's coming out, it will come out on my birthday. Yeah. Which I am the best woman, as everyone knows. <laughs> I'm the only woman. On this podcast? On the, on this podcast. Nope, it's the, ra- it's the radio show. Wait, both. Oh, on this radio both. show and podcast. Yes, um, I, I just, I was thinking about like the intro as I'm walking back from work today, and I'm like, I remembered, so we're going we're going out for my birthday, we're going to a trampoline mm-hmm. park. And my friend Chris, he's the one who, like, made all the, um, like, he put down the payment or whatever, and they ask, like, what is the gender of the birthday child? And I just grabbed his laptop and I put woman loving. <laughs> <laughs> my gender is loving women. Gender loving the women. I love Which we do- I love we're women. We're gonna do... We're, we're gonna, gonna do in the show. We're gonna love a whole bunch of women today. Hold on. I'm on, like, a completely different tab. Oh. Because I also have to, up- I have to upload last week's episode. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Uh, speaking of, uh, if you aren't listening to this live, then you're probably listening to this on Google Podcasts or Spotify, or I guess we're not doing SoundCloud anymore. No, because it's so much more convenient to put everything pre- the episode and then it uploads yeah. automatically yeah but if you're listening to this live and you want to listen to previous episodes that you've missed you could go to our google podcast or spotify it's the same as the show it's fandom fair which is f-a-n-d-o-m-f-a-r-e yes that it is um so in honor of women's history month i want to talk about some influential female characters and in media from star wars to sailor moon and how these women have influenced us. So I think it's only fair to start off on Star Wars because it has so yeah, many yeah. poggers women. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we gotta start off with Princess Leia. Of course. The original icon, protru- like protruding as a strong female character in the 70s, was something. Within the first movie, we see her complete competence and taking control of her own savior from the Death Star. Because a space himbo and a space twink have no idea what they're doing. <laughs> they really have no idea. <laughs> she does. She's like, she, she's like, move out of my way. I'm doing it by myself. <laughs> they lost their space grandpa, so they didn't know what to do. They didn't know what to <laughs> do. Lost, Han and Luke share one brain cell. <laughs> and then, l- listen, listen. It's like, they share multiple brain cells, but Han and Luke only have... One, and then Leia has the rest. Leia has the rest of the brain cells. Han and Luke only get to have one brain cell that they share. They had t- Han and Luke had two, but Obi-Wan took one with him when he went to go fight Vader. Yeah. So now they were down to one. Yeah. So she goes on to be a major figure in fighting the Empire, basically the poster girl of it. And yeah. The, and then she's General Organa in the unfortunate sequel movies. Um, I do remember seeing an interview with Daisy Ridley, who is the actress of Ray, in which Carrie Fisher told her she, like, never let them golden bikini you. 
because she was like, apparently George Lucas had showed her the bikini. She laughed because she thought it was a joke. Oh, yeah. And they wouldn't let her wear a bra? Yeah, they wouldn't let her wear a bra in, like, at least the first movie. I don't know if it was like, all the no ones. Bras in, there were still bras in space, apparently. Yeah, because she's like, yeah, you let my mother Queen Armadillo or what's her name wear a bra, didn't you, George? <laughs> George um, Lucas you... isn't the greatest of people. No. You gave me the uh, Princess Leia graphic novel for my birthday. Not my I, birthday. Hanukkah. For Hanukkah. And I did eventually read it. How was it? And it Oh, it was lovely. I'm like, I got to see Leia be very cool outside of the movies, and I loved, I don't know what the other character was called, but I loved her, too. It was I'm very glad. good, and I'm, I read it, I'm like, oh, this is gay as heck. Oh, and <laughs> I feel like Leia herself isn't gay, but she only hangs out with gay women. As she should. <laughs> like, Haldo, lesbian. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um... Mm. But as much as I don't like it, her, it's only right to speak on Senator Padme Amidala. Though she's whining for her space himbo husband, she's a strong voice within the Galactic Senate. One of the only people opposing Palpatine. And she advocated for the end of the war dozens of times. She's like, we need to stop making clones. And everyone's yeah. like, no. <laughs> she advocated for clone rights because many of the clones are seen as second class citizens, like especially in like the, TV, like the Clone Wars TV show. Yeah, yeah. I don't have much to say on her. She was way cooler in the original cut of Revenge of the Sith. She was going to attempt to kill her husband, yeah. Anakin, but she um, she couldn't. Absolutely what? depressing that Padme Amidala, who should be super, super cool, died of a broken heart. No, she didn't. Oh, no, I she hate... didn't. Sorry. No, she didn't. I'm tired of hearing people complain that Padme died of a broken heart. Sorry. No, she didn't. No, no, she uh, didn't. Palpatine, Palpatine killed her. Palpatine went, Palpatine went swoom, swoom, and he killed her. I, I'm tired yeah, I'm of sorry. like, like, like listen, I don't like Padme, but I will advocate yeah. that she did not die for some stupid white boy. I forgot. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's, it's not. It's not you. I see dozens of people on TikTok. They're like, I have died broken heart. I'm like, no, she didn't. No, she didn't. <laughs> And now, but I mean, like pa- Padme oh. and like the Clone Wars was too. I I liked Padme and the Clone Wars when they liked her in in the movies because like she had some moments. She like, had her moments in the um, the whole the whole stuff of Clovis and how she was the voice of reason compared to Anakin who I wanted to just choke during those episodes. But Anakin was kind of right though. Yeah, he was right, but also she had it handled for most of that. Yeah, I mean Anakin is just kind of a silly white boy. He is just a silly, silly white boy. Um, but now. And now. The baddest bee. Ahsoka Tano. <laughs> Ahsoka Tano. Ahsoka I will. Tano. By far one of my favorite characters. Oh, yeah. Best girl. Love her. Every time, new iteration, I'm like. <laughs> yes! <laughs> oh, this... we better see her in Mando season three. I'm sure. Well, she's getting her own show, too. I know, but still, Mando, I want to I wanna see her interact with the baby again. <laughs> oh, I'm going to, like, I don't know if you saw this, but I'll, I'll tell you, like, at the, at the end of this, our Star Wars thing. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But this woman escaped death time and time again, saw Order 66, fought the Empire in the Rebellion, fought Darth Vader, and survived due to time shenanigans thanks to Ezra. 
And from what we know from the Mando so far, she's witnessing the rise of the First Order. She's yeah. persevered time and time again, and often takes the leads without her space dads, which I'm referring to Obi-Wan and Anakin, because those two are just wine parents. <laughs> they are wine parents, yeah. They're just her her dumb wine dads. <laughs> who bi- yeah. I I love Anakin and Obi-Wan's interactions in the Clone Wars because they act like a married couple. They really do. They they bicker. And it is some of my favorite interactions, and I wish we got that more in the movies. Uh, it's they only came up with the good interactions in the in, in the in the show, which is like a few years after. So that because Dave Filoni said, "Ah, oh, my boys now." Because Dave Filoni, everything he touches that Star Wars turns to gold, and I love that man. The man makes like amazing Star Wars content time after time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm like. I'm, I'm writing this, and I'm like, man, not putting Cara Dune. <laughs> not putting Cara Dune. I mean, the character's fine. The actress. Okay, actress. But speaking of Cara Dune, um, so first honorable mention of Star Wars, because there's so many cool women, was Harrison yeah. Dula. Um, apparently, Harrison Dula might... So Cara Dune was supposed to be the main character for... Rangers, Rangers? With Rangers. It's gonna be Hera, probably. I'm hogging in real life, so. <laughs> <laughs> Hera is my favorite Rebels character. I love her so much. Oh my god. And the fact that she's probably gonna be the lead. We could see Sabine again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's like, mm-hmm. I I was I went yeah. on YouTube and I follow like three different Star Wars like theories accounts. You yeah. know, like they keep like I like to keep up with the news. And also, like, I was watching a lot of it when it was, uh, the sequels were still coming out, because I wanted to see a lot of the theories and stuff. Yeah, and Mando but, times. And now Mando times. But, um, Hera's probably gonna be... I'm like, thank God! Someone Good. cool. Good. Also, something about Hera. I remember I was looking on the Star Wars wiki, and apparently she she does live to see the end of the sequels. She is in that big mess of ships. The ghost is in there. Which is girl survived and well she also has her son too that she had with kanan which my question is when did those two bang yeah (laughs) when did they have time yeah because we i don't think until literally like the last season we never saw them kiss i'm like when are they gonna kiss i was waiting i was like when are they gonna shut up these are my these are my comfort hits Exactly, they are my comfort hats. I was just waiting, like, when are they gonna kiss? And then they finally kiss, and I'm like, finally. They, they were, like, being, they were a couple the entire time. We never saw, I know, like, that doesn't confirm if you're a couple or not, but, like, we know they're a couple. I'd like well, to in, in, in TV shows and movies, is when you get the kiss, it's like, oh, it's a couple time. Yeah, I know, but, like, they were pretty much a couple the entire time. They had yeah. the married couple energy. <laughs> Uh, I love those two. I I cr- yeah. like spoilers for um, rebels. Rebels. Uh, when I cried when Kanan died, I was like, what? I did not because of that dang haircut. At least they killed him, so I didn't have to see that haircut. Because <laughs> I remember, like, I'm like, what did he do? I know he's blind, but honey, I'm like that's not great. Mm, Could have had your girlfriend uh, cut it for you. No. <laughs> She's in prison. Oh, she was. Oh, right. I forgot she was in prison. Yeah, that's like. Could have had your, 
Could have had your son do it. Your, your boy son. <laughs> anyway, let's move on to the other rebels character. Uh, Sabine Wren. I didn't Sabine. really, I didn't really like her in the beginning. I thought she Me was either. a little whiny. I yeah. thought she. By the end of the show, I'm like, all right, you're pretty cool. You're cool in my book. And also, she's a Mandalorian. Mandalorians are so cool. Oh, and I guess like another honorable mention is um. Oh my God, what's her face? She's in Mando. <laughs> Not Satine, but her sister. Her sister. Yeah, I forgot her name. I mean, she's kind just, of like a a piece of poop because she, then, she kind of yeah. orchestrated her sister's death and then mm-hmm. uses it against Obi-Wan. She's like, don't you want to avenge my sister? Mm-hmm. <laughs> my cool, you kind mm-hmm. of like uh, orchestrated it. Miss Bo-Katan. I remember when I had watched Mando before I started watching uh, The Clone Wars, and I was, like, waiting for Bo-Katan to show up, and then I saw her armor, and I'm like, that's Bo-Katan. That's Bo-Katan. And then it was. I'm like, I have to say, I wasn't, watch? I wasn't crazy about the wig <laughs> that they used yeah. for her. It, yeah. Mm. Yeah, not, but, but, I was like, okay, cool, it's Bo-Katan. Um, the wig's not also, great. She's She's also, like, a super hypocrite, because she was part of Death Watch, and then, in like, uh, Mando's a child of the Watch. She's a super hypocrite. Everything Bo-Katan says is somewhat hypocritical. Yeah. She's like, ugh, those cultists. Honey, you are part of the Watch. And she- and then she's like- Like, so she- she kind of helps kill Satine. Mm-hmm. And then, in the last season, she's like- Kenobi, you need to avenge my sister's death. <laughs> like, honey, the one you orchestrated? Yeah. Mm. But, okay, I mm. want to talk about my girl, Jin Erso, because I love her Jin. so much. Jin is one of my favorite characters. I See, this is where Sam's little gay baby brave when I saw this in sophomore <laughs> years. I'm like, I want to be Jin Erso. No, I want to kiss her. I love... Ugh. I love this woman so much. Yes. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't, like, have you heard, like, The Forces of Destiny? It was just, like, a, it was an animation thing. It was, like, a bunch of, like, short Oh, yeah, yeah. Sto- it was all about the women. Um, when Toys R Us was going out of business, uh, they had the Forces of Destiny dolls on sale, and I was like, Mommy, buy me the Jin Erso one. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a little, I have a, she's still in the box. Uh, I have a Jin Erso oh. on my, my shelf at home. But she got the Death Star plans. Listen. Listen. She's kind of a terrorist in the beginning, but she's also with Saw Gerrera. Which I was playing um, Fallen Order and Saw Gerrera came up. I'm like, oh, it's Forrest Whitaker. (laughs) Yeah. He's here. But he's also an extremist. Yeah. Um, But I really like Jin. I mean, a lot of people... I, I agree with the fact that a lot of Rogue One's characters aren't super standing out, but it's more... That movie's definitely more about the story than the characters. Yeah, yeah. Because, spoiler alert, like, they die at the end, all of them. Though, yeah, though we are getting Mr... Oh god, his show. Cassian you know? Andor. Cassian. We're I love, a Cassian show, I love Ca- Yeah. I like Cassian. I had a... I I was like at a crush on Diego Luna when that movie came out. I was like, ooh, hot Spanish guy. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I I really like Janerso, and I guess there's Ray. Yeah, 
And <laughs> Ray, I suppose. Ray, I guess. I don't really like her. I think she's super bland. Ray Skywalker pissed me off. <laughs> oh, God. I hate Rise yeah, of... we were so angry. I hate Rise of Skywalker. I hate the sequels. They're not canon in my head. I refuse to acknowledge them as so. We were actually... Me and Cameron, my roommate, for those who are just listening, uh, we were talking about the force healing earlier. Oh, yeah. Force healing's fine. I hate that everyone has it, though. I feel like it should be one of those super rare trait powers, like... Yeah. Like how Cal, Kestis, in the video in uh, Fallen Order... Like, can sense memory... whatever. Like, he can sense... Yeah, he has, like, memory echo or whatever. That's, like, a super rare power. If everyone can heal, Mm -hmm. all your tension is taken away. Yeah. And if you don't heal, it's just stupid. I'm like... (laughs) Like, I'm I'm talking to Cameron. I'm like, I, like... We were thinking about... You know, Obi-Wan and Anakin watching Rey and, like, Ben heal each other. And, like, <laughs> like Obi-Wan's just, like, dead stare looking forward. And Anakin just slowly turns to him, like, shaking. It's like, mm, this would have been helpful 40 years ago on Mustafar. Mm. healed me? But, like, Baby Yoda, I'm... I don't know, what, Grogu, I'm chill with him doing it. Grogu, I'm fine. years old and, like, rare. That's why I'm like, like in my head, I am considering this like a rare trait. Yeah. This is a rare trait. That. I've only seen like three people do it. Two. Grogu can have the trait. That's fine. It makes sense. I don't want Ray and Ben Solo having it. That's dumb. <laughs> it t- it's. I have a feeling only one of them has it, and then the other one shares it because of the dyad or something. I hate the Force dyad. I hate that movie. I actually might hate it. Like the more I talk about Force Awakens, mm-hmm. sorry, not Force Awakens, Rise of Skywalker, the more I hate it. I'm like, wow, oh. Last Jedi is looking pretty good right now. <laughs> oh man, Carly will be ecstatic to hear that. Car- like. Carly, like if you're listening to this, throw off the debate. I'm agreeing with you. Last Jedi's a better movie at this point, cause the Force Dyad. I mean, the Force Dyad's in the second movie. Yeah, but I could pretend it doesn't exist. I could pretend it's Snoke doing it. Yeah, but also like Ray's just oh, like the... I'm done with you at the end, so it's but nice. This... That's the thing. She closed yeah. him out. Why does she redeem him? Mm-hmm. This white boy didn't need to be redeemed. Yeah, no, Last Jedi is looking better and better every day, huh? It's li- like the more and more I discuss Rise of Skywalker, because I didn't hate Rise of Skywalker when I first like first saw- when I saw Last Jedi. I love that movie, and like I saw it like mm-hmm. two more times, and then I'm like, no, this movie sucks. <laughs> I saw Rise of Skywalker twice. Yeah, I saw the. I saw it with you, and I saw it pre-opening night. Yeah. With my stepdad, because that's, like, every every Star Wars movie we had seen pre-opening. Tradition. It was tradition. The only movie we didn't see was Solo, because I was working on pre-opening wow. night. I'm like, I can't take off. Yeah. Um. But I didn't... I'm like, okay, I thought Rise of Skywalker was better mm-hmm. than Last Jedi. <sighs> they had to go and make Raylo canon, huh? Yeah. Mm, that's <laughs> that's what's really killing it for me, because I was just such an animate Raylo denier. Yeah, I know. So was I. I. 
whatever. Let's go on to more women because I can't talk about how awful this movie is anymore. Yep, yep, yep. Ruby time, Ruby time. If you if you are only just popping in and listening to us right now, you have to know that we literally talk about Ruby constantly. Um, but if you don't know what Ruby is, I'll just give you information. Is um, in the Ruby universe, the female protagonists are huntresses who fight off evil shadow monsters called Grimm. There are a lot of women in Ruby, so it'd be super hard to cover all of them. And yeah, how like, cool they all are. The, the majority of the cast is women. Yeah. There's very few male awesome. characters, and that's really cool. I mean, some people, <coughs> Jill, have an issue <laughs> with that it's written by men. Yeah. I don't care. I still think they're yeah. super cool, but also Ruby's super important to me. So, yes. Go on. Yes. Anyway, so I'm just gonna pretty much list off, not exactly naming any of their names, but I'm just gonna list off a bunch of ladies in the show. There are silver, there are silver-eyed warriors who can destroy the Grim with just a look. Fawnish rebellion leaders. Fawnish are like animal people. Um, yeah, they got. They have like at least like one animal trait. Yeah, a cool disabled lady who can get so angry that she lights on fire. A few heiresses who may seem cold at first, but actually do care a lot, and can summon holographic Grim. A robot who's become the protector of an entire city is, and is one of the mythical maidens with incredible magic power. A woman who can bend lightning to her will and swings a really big hammer. Women who can create portals, women who can create illusions, women who can shapeshift the other people, women who have incredible telekinesis, and I miss her still. I want to see Glinda again, please. We got the one, we got fed with a clip from her last season and I lost. And I was like, I was like, Glinda! Glinda! We didn't, we didn't get to hear her voice though. No. (laughs) Her voice actress left Ruby, right? I don't know. I think she did. Oh, I didn't hear anything about that. I mean, she was with Rooster Teeth for a long time. I mean, she plays Mm -hmm. Agent Tex in, she, well, I don't know. I don't think Agent Tex has shown up in a bit. She played Agent Tex in Red vs. Blue, and she was there since, like, uh, 2003. Mm -hmm. So she's been working with them for a long time, so I don't blame her. Yeah. I mean, they replaced Crow's voice actor, so I think they can replace Glinda's if she did actually. I I feel bad for what's-his-face. Vic Manekin. I will never learn how to pronounce his name. Mm Mm-mm, mm-mm. Vic. Vic. But, whatever. I, Glinda isn't a super hard voice. Yeah, there's just, there's a whole lot of ladies and rubies. And, of course, I cannot forget the big bad is also a woman who is immortal and creates the Grimm that our main protagonists are fighting up against. And Cinder, I guess. Cinder. Cinder Finally got her backstory after eight seasons, but I don't care. (laughs) Cinder is also a mythical maiden, but she just upsets us both because we don't like her character at all. No, she's... No. She's talking to Cameron, because I... Yeah, and Cameron, we've been watching. We're all caught up with the rubies. Woohoo! Um, and I'm like, it seems like her own. So yeah, okay, whatever. She got abused as a kid. So did I. Get <laughs> 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 Um, but it doesn't. Her only motive seems to be power, and I hate. When villains' only motive is "I want power," mm-hmm. it makes them. It makes for some really bland villains. 
<laughs> Cinder. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, what was it? I was on Tumblr after I watched the episode, and I remember someone being like, uh, like the wind. Uh, Cinder's the fall maiden, and the fall maiden is the maiden of choice, and Cinder's never really chosen before. Huh. So now she's got to choose what to do in these few minutes of of Salemless, like time. Yeah. Because Watts is giving her the choice of like, are you gonna do something for once in your life, or are you just gonna wait for Salem to show up again? Which I saw, like, I saw a really interesting thing that it was like the only person who would have been able to talk to Cinder like that is Watts. Mm-hmm. Not Salem, someone who she fears, not like Emerald or Mercury, someone she manipulates, and Tyrion could easily be written off as um crazy. You know. Like, Watts is an intelligent man. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just thinking, I'm going over the conversation I had with Cameron, mm-hmm, and we're mm-hmm. like, he was like, well, what is, I'm like, yeah, but I'm like, Watts is kind of like equally as immature because what, his science project didn't get picked? So now, <laughs> yeah. and Cameron goes, Watts Lily's like my science project of the epic gamer PC didn't get picked, so I'm gonna join with the the super devil. Yeah, that's essentially what happened. Yeah. Like, was there no other scenario you could have done? You couldn't have continued working harder, but no, my science project didn't get picked, and now I'm going to um hack into the person who did win the science project and, and essentially um, manipulate her into blowing herself up. And we were, I'm like, what was the science project? And then like, Cameron's like, what do you like, the ultimate gamer PC? Well, I don't remember what he... I don't think... Do we know? We don't know what he is. We don't dumb. know what his invention was that got that it's didn't get dumb. funded. It's probably dumb. Probably gamer maybe, PC. Maybe, maybe it was... You know, he's got the gloves. Maybe it was that. But I think the android definitely went out over those typey gloves. <laughs> so, <laughs> so... Spoilers <laughs> for Ruby. Volume 7. When he's hacking into the, um... The election. Yeah. <laughs> he has all the phones. Cameron lost it. He's like... Yeah. He was, this is what stupid people think hackers look like. This dude has 14 mm-hmm. iPhones. Mm-hmm. It's like the... I'm in. He, Cameron's like, I'm really surprised he didn't say I'm in. He's like, why does he have 14 iPhones? He's just... Watts is just a character. He is, Watts he is, is one supposed- of my favorite villains. I was he very happy with be, Hazel. Yeah, he's supposed to be Dr. Watson, which... Yeah. He's not Sherlock. No. It, so... It makes sense. We, we can make a case that I guess um, Penny's dad, Pietro, is probably Sherlock if Watts is Watson. Well, no, sure, Pietro is, uh... I know, I know he's, I know he's, I know, but, like, people have multiple roles. I guess. But, like... Yeah, he's Dr. Watson. He's not Sherlock. So who's a Sherlock? Salem? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh. Um. <laughs> okay. Uh. Uh. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. We're gonna say more words? I was looking where we were. Sailor Moon. Sailor Moon. The ladies in Sailor Moon are really cool. They're like 15-year-olds. Not even. They're like 14 the babies. And they're going up against villain after villain to protect Earth. And listen, I say this. Sailor Moon is something that is very rinse and repeat. Mm-hmm. But it does it so well every time. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. always like 
five opposites of the sailor guardians who work for a evil person who works for a smoky glowy-eyed villain Mm -hmm. but it Mm -hmm. hits every time it don't miss yeah yeah and then there's the battles where just the sailor scratch to shoot their attacks and defeat the villains like i'm like sailor moon one shots every villain Mm-hmm, so does everyone else. Everyone just one-shots one villain. I'm like, I don't care. This this is great. I'm, like, I'm not even being sarcastic. I'm like, they do the same thing every episode. Hits. Hits. Love this. Yeah. Now, all these gals and one binary, non-binary, um, are cool in their own ways, but our main girl, Usagi Tsukino, Sailor Moon, Neo Queen Serenity, could easily be Goku. Easy. She can throw a tiara, her tiara, really good. But when she's also, like, Sailor Cosmos, she could kill and reanimate galaxies on a whim. So, yeah, take that, Dragon Ball stands. I hate Dragon Ball. I've never bought- no, that's a lie. I used to, like, if it was the only I- thing that was on in the morning. Yeah, yeah. I, like, I, Nicktoons. Uh, Nicktoons, yep, yep, like, me okay, too. cool, guess I'm watching, like, it was, like, Dragon Ball Z Kai or whatever. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I don't know. I I never got into it. But, like, every person, like, who I've talked to who is, like, an adult and likes Dragon Ball, they're like, yeah, Dragon Ball's stupid. Like, it's not something that you could get into as an adult. Like, most people who like Dragon Ball are children and people who watched Dragon Ball growing up. Like, talking to a friend of the show, Nick about Dragon Ball and he's like like <laughs> something stupid like something happened he's like I'm so tired of Dragon Ball it's so dumb <laughs> and then stop watching it he's like like he was just so disappointed he's like I he's like this is so dumb it doesn't make any sense <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you don't have that problem with Sailor Moon it just nope. does it it just does it baby listen there's like three smoky-eyed villains so far in Crystal. Um, it does the same thing, but it just works, and Sailor Moon's still cool. And I, I bought up Comfort Heads. Mm-hmm. Mamo and Usagi. Oh, yeah. The most blessed couple. I love them. Jill sent me a video of... It was from the, ni- the original 90s anime, where yeah. it, it was in Japanese, and Usagi like messed up making cookies like she has like all these burnt cookies and she's like oh like i'm not good enough for mama and he comes and he eats a cookie and he like you see he's like gritting he's like like barely able to get it down but he's like they're pretty good he's like he's like they're pretty good he's like the bitter taste really adds it and he ate it to make her feel better oh it's so heartwarming because like she's like i'm not good enough to be your wife (laughs) i'm like okay usagi you're like 15 yeah, Usagi, come down. I think the like, one, like the biggest issue I have with Usagi and Mamo is the really weird age gap. Yeah, <laughs> like it is. Usagi's yeah. like in the beginning. Usagi's like fourteen, and Mamo is a senior mm-hmm. in high school. Yeah, yeah. And I was it like by the end of like season two or something of Crystal, she's like fifteen and he's going into college. I'm like, <sighs> please. Like, I know you wanted to be, like, uh, like you know, um, canon to the manga, but could you tweak the ages a little? The manga is even worse. 
They tweaked the ages. Oh? <laughs> the manga is worse. There's a bigger age gap. Oh? Is mom is mama already in college? I think Usagi's mama might 14? already be in college. <sighs> oh god. There's like a big or maybe I don't know. He's like eighteen. I think in the I think he was like seventeen in the anime, but he's like eighteen in the manga. Okay, 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 um, okay, okay. And also, like in the like in the original '90s anime, Mama's super mean to her at first. He's like, "You're so stupid." Because <laughs> me and Joe were talking about it when I was watching Crystal, and then she's like, "Yeah, she's like in Crystal, like Mama was like so nice to her. He's like, I would die so I could let Usagi eat a meatball." Aww. But in in the original 90s anime, he's like, stupid bunhead, idiot. Yeah. <laughs> he's so mean to her. Except when this she is... makes... Well, that was like in like the beginning of their relationship. Yeah. But now he eats but... cookies that are burnt just to make yeah. her make her feel better. Uh, which is very this sweet. Is this... Yeah, this is the same man who says, my work here is done. You haven't done anything. Done he just walks What's... off. <laughs> I love himbo. I love him, and also the same man who threw his, he had no idea she was his daughter yet, but just threw Chibiusa out a window. Oh no, she jumped out a window, he's like, yeah, she jumped out. I will never forget the the power of Chibiusa pulling out a whole gun, and that's her, (laughs) that was her introduction scene. Oh yeah, It was her pulling out a Glock. Which I I've, I forgot. I, I've noticed just within the Sailor Moon fandom, people either hate or love Chibiusa. I'm not a I'm not a big fan of her. I don't remember how I feel. But I people either like Jill loves Chibiusa. My friend Chris mm-hmm. is like I hate Chibiusa. Mm-hmm. He's like I hate her. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm yeah. gonna put myself down as neutral. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Sailor Moon Usagi. Love her. No, she's a bit of a dunce when it comes to school, and she always sleeps late. But she manages to save the literal universe time and time again, and she looks super cute doing it. So we stand, queen. Okay, so we're gonna move on to the other thing that we talk about constantly, which would be My Hero Academia. <laughs> My hero doesn't have the best writing for its women. They're often sidelined for the male characters, but they're still a bunch of cool characters in general. Um, so, first up is our pretty much our main female protagonist, uh, Uraraka Oshako. She originally had the motivation of money and like helping her parents' construction company out. She's reevaluated her motives of being a hero and strives to like her now her motive is really like saving people, doing good. Not that she didn't want to do that in the first place, but like her main motivation was getting money to help out her parents. She also went up against Bakugo during the sports festival, though honestly, it was sort of obvious that Bakugo was going to win because he has explosions and she has the rocks, and also he is the main male character. And, well, you know. Uh, she regularly kicks Togehimiko's butt and has a super amazing quirk. She can literally touch something and control its gravity. Uraraka is probably one of my favorite characters in the entire show. Um... I just think she's very different from the base basic shonen female character because like I've never watched Fairy Tail, but I think about like Lucy Hart Phila because apparently she was just turned into um, 
pretty much like a sideline character for Natsu, who wasn't even the actual main protagonist. She is. I don't know anything about a fairy tale, but that's what I've heard. But Uraraka is sidelined, but she also does get her moments of being super cool. We're gonna, I believe we are gonna see her uh, be very cool in the coming up season. Uh, so, next up is Suiwasui, who I love so much. My sweet frog girl. Suyu's probably like. No, Mina's my best girl, but Suyu's a. Oh, yeah. I, I just Suyu's... love Mina. She's so fun. Yeah, Mina's great. Uh, Suyu Asui is probably one of the most skilled Class 1A members. She's an all arounder with very few weaknesses. Like, um, and most she's like, she gets cold. She's best in the water. Um, her tongue is a weak spot, I guess. Uh, she's like fro- Spider-Man, but frog. She is frog girl. Her blunt attitude and moral code really make her stand out among her classmates. Because I remember when we got to, like, um, after the camp arc, she was one of the people who was like, hey, maybe let's not go running into danger to go save Bakugo and maybe leave it to the heroes. And even though in the end what um, that small group of uh, classmates did to save Bakugo did help out in the end, she, Suyu was so right, they shouldn't have done that. <laughs> Just, like, ethically and morally, they should not have done that without hero licenses. Um, but anyway, it's obvious that Horikoshi likes to sort of exclude her because she could solve a lot of problems. <laughs> the two heroes. She would have been so useful during two heroes. She should have been. T- would have been so useful. Well, two like, heroes is th- just a bad movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, not the second one. The first. Oh wait, I meant the first one. The second oh, one's Heroes um, Rising. It is. Two heroes is. Two heroes two is, heroes the, is the one. No, I love two heroes. Yeah. Ignore my comment. Like, two heroes is amazing. Heroes Rising heroes is, is trash. Two heroes is lovely. It's just that she would have been so useful because they were like snaking around. She could have gone into vents. Yeah. She would have been so useful. I I also just love... Um, I don't know if we're going to get like a lot of CU action coming up in the upcoming seasons, but she does appear prim- um, in the... Uh, like, last season, we got to see her a lot, and her, her and Uraraka uh, a lot because of uh, the Overhaul arc and how they were um, part of Ryukyu's um, agency. And we, got to see, we didn't get to see them do a lot because they weren't part of the main fight against Overhaul, which is another example of Horikoshi pushing all of the main female characters of that arc to the side, baby. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway, Yaoi Rosumomo has the literal best quirk in the series. The literal best quirk. She can create anything she knows the, like, the genetic, like, not the genetics, sorry, the, the materials of, like, she knows components, she can make it, as long as she also has, like, um, I believe it's limpids, like, you know, she's, and, the, like, material chakra up, so, which makes her one of the smartest characters in the show, by practically default of having to look up all sorts of, like, chemical and materials and stuff, she's probably the smartest person, she is the smartest person in 1A. Uh, there's also the issue she's of great. her. I co- love her. Yeah, she's her costume is bad. It's bad. She is fifteen still. Boopy. Mhm. She's fifteen still, I believe. But honestly, you could go literally anywhere on the internet and find that people have redesigned the costume, and they are us- and the redesigns are usually so much better. 
But even if she does seem perfect, um, Yairozu uh, still has, like, some self-esteem issues with being a leader, which she does overcome, and she really flourishes. We're gonna see that in the next season. She does get a spotlight, and I'm so excited. Um, I'm gonna move on to a character that we just met, which is Maruko. And, oh, oh man, Maruko. wife. Maruko's so cool. So Maruko is the number five hero, one of two women in the top ten heroes. I completely forgot that Ryukyu was there, but that's mostly because we haven't seen her, really. No, we did. We saw her last arc in the manga, but, like, she didn't have that big of a part. But Ryukyu's number ten. She's number five. She kicks absolute butt. You're gonna see her kick absolute butt next season. And she has, like, she has a Bakugo-type personality of doing things on her own, but she has succeeded incredibly where Bakugo has failed. Bakugo has, to, like, most likely because Maruko knows when to team up with other heroes. Well, Bakugo is still learning how to do that. We still see him go ahead of everyone. Seriously, like, oh, this is spoilers for the last arc, the paranormal liberation war arc. But Bakugo just jumps in front of all for one spiky thing and gets impaled when he should have maybe focused on getting both him. I don't, like, we're gonna see Bakugo evolve more, I believe, this next season. But also, he he's evolved more into knowing about saving instead of winning. But he still has a long way to go, in my opinion. Bakugo is still on the edge for me. And I think that's mostly because, God, I, every time, like, we just got this last chapter, and Bakugo's still going crazy trying to go into Deku's room, and he's like, why are you asleep when I'm awake? And people are spinning it as Bakuteku, and I'm like, God, please stop. It's, of course they do. Yeah, it's just that, hey, maybe Bak, and they're like, and they're like, no, let Bakugo see his boyfriend. I'm like, first off, not his boyfriend. Second off. Um, maybe he shouldn't go do that because Bakugo just woke up from, like, a two-day coma. He ripped out all of his hospital implements and went running to go see Midoriya. When Midoriya's still in a coma, wouldn't be able to talk to him. And All Might's having some time alone with his son. So let him have some time alone with his son, Bakugo. If anyone should see Midoriya, it's Rototoki. It is Rototoki, but Todoroki's still dealing with his family issues. Anyway. If, if anyone supports each other, it's them two, okay? And Ida. And Ida. I do love those them as, like, an OT3. I love, yeah, the stain. I'm now gonna just call them the stain killers, because I think that's fun. They're, they they're great. I love them as... Yeah, they didn't kill stain, but they, I mean... They got kind close. <laughs> they got close, but I just like very supportive little group. I love them. Yeah, and Araraka pops in sometimes. Like I'm also here. Hello. I don't. I, I remember <laughs> I sent you. It was like the, uh, it was like the Baku Squad and Deku Squad like nap mm-hmm. cuddles. I uh, thought those were very Dek- cute. In my opinion, Deku Squad is superior. Um, I'm a Baku Squad. Mm, I just don't. Bakugo, I'm still super on the edge about. Everyone else I, in the Bakugo squad, I love. Bakugo can go away. <laughs> I I do. I like the chaotic energies of the Baku squad. <laughs> yeah. It's it's like okay. all it's like all your all the kids who jewel in the bathroom in high school. It's <laughs> yeah, that friend yeah. group. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Let me move on to the honorable mentions. So, uh, there's Toga Himiko, who is, I be- she was the first female villain we were ever introduced to. Ooga Booga, love sure. her, one of my best girls. Love, love Himiko. 
Magne, who is the first trans woman we were introduced to in the series, but she died. I miss her every day. Rip. I miss Magne every day. Ashida Mina, who you just mentioned, is your best girl. Mina's best girl. Lovely. Love her. She's I so fun. So She's, a, like, we saw her spotlighted last season with the uh, festival arc, and I just think everything she did was so much fun. She's so cute. I love her. I'm, I am, I am, I love alien aesthetics, so that's why Mina's absolutely one of my best girls. Alien queen. Yeah, I wish she, cho- I wish she kept that name. I, she Wait. will, she will forever be alien queen to me, and Bakugo will forever be ground zero. Wait, wait, Midnight's dead, she can take the name now. She can take the name, Midnight's gonna, not gonna <laughs> tell her no. <laughs> Okay, moving on to Juno Kyoka. I also spotlighted last season with the festival arc. I love uh, Juno a lot. Like, her com- combining music and heroics and how she's, like, uh, and her motivation of being, like, she was choosing between being a musician and being a hero. She's like, I want to help people, and I want to make people smile. And she could do both as a, as a musician and a hero. She also wanted to save I just, I love Juno a lot. And also, like, she is... Like maybe the most punk rock um, character in one A, and I just love her aesthetic so much. I, I saw the uh, thing where it's like everyone, everyone's best girl is Jiro because you just want the cute goth girl. Nah. <laughs> Next up is Hagakane Toru. We don't see a lot of Hagakane because she's quite literally invisible. I was gonna be like quite literally, <laughs> we don't see her. But I think she's a very upbeat and lovely character. I wish Horikoshi would use her more, because there are so many things that, like, we, uh, what was it, season, beginning of season four, end of season three? Well, whenever we had the provisional license arc, we find out that she can reflect light off of her body, which, God, I, w- I don't, I hope she's still not naked. She might still be naked in her hero suit, because, um, not to tell, oh, just to tell you all, we're about to go into a winter arc. And if she's still naked, <laughs> that's not good. <laughs> it's like... Horikoshi is a little too horny for my liking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's not... Yeah, he's... I, I only I only read My Hero Academia, so he's like literally the only mangaka I could like. But I started being Jojo, and that Iraqi just boosted above him. Um, but Although like, I have yeah. a lot of problems with Mr. Horahiko Araki. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me speed it up. Anyway, so Midnight, who we uh, rips in Midnight, she just died. Uh, Ryukyu, who's a dragon lady. Uh, Hado Nijere, who is one of the t- big three in UA, but she's also, again, always pushed aside by her two male counterparts, uh, Tamaki and Mirio. But we did get to see a bunch of her. We did get to see her in the last arc being super cool. The female members of the Wild Wild Pussycats, Ragdoll. Mendeley and uh, I don't remember her name. Oh God, Bob something. Bobcat. <laughs> but not nah, probably not Bob. It's something. But she's cool. And uh, Aerie, because I love Aerie. Aerie is very Aerie. good. She's adorable. I love her so much. Uh, anyway, let's go and move on to JoJo. Uh yeah. So we we only have like ten minutes left. So yeah. I'm going to kind of like go through this real quickly, which is isn't that bad. So, she may not be animated yet, but we have to talk about one of the absolute baddies of JoJo. Part 6, Stone Ocean. Unfortunately, there aren't a lot of female characters, but Araki finally got to write a female protagonist JoJo, which apparently he fought for in Part 5, but yeah. uh, Shonen Jump apparently is just... When it comes to Shonen, 
that are male-based, no. Mm-mm. Can't be gay, can't have women. But... The, the two but, rules. But apparently when it comes to... I was talking to Joe about this. She's like, it's funny because it's the exact opposite for, like, magical girl stuff. Shonen Jump's like, where's the lesbians? <laughs> <laughs> um, but we finally got our female pro tag. Although I'm not thrilled about her story being revolved around a man. Well, saving a man, which is my least favorite man of Jotaro Kujo, her dad. I do love Jolene. Jolene, <laughs> my wife, I was in love with her. Before I even read it, I was like, oh, woman. <laughs> I'm so in love with Miss Jolene Kujo. She's smart and strong. She manages to defeat the antagonist, Poochie. Like, well, at least his schemes. Almost every time. Because he wants to keep her father's memories. You could keep them. He don't need them. Let him <laughs> the die. The world needs them. Let him die. <laughs> <laughs> the world needs him to not have, not have Fuji have those memories. But I though. don't. Goodbye, Mr. Cujo. <laughs> yeah. Listen, she was falsely accused of murder and managed to escape prison. Not only did that she got her stand, her that's what their punch ghosts are. Um, she got it in the beginning of her the whole story. She quickly mastered how to use stone free, and I'm gonna give her all the credit. Sure, Jotaro got his in the beginning of his story of Stardust Crusaders. But Star Platinum is just strong, like crazy strong, and punches, and Jotaro could just punch his way of every situation. Jolene's stand isn't particularly strong, and yet she almost manages to save the world. Like, mm-hmm. gonna give her credit. She don't, her punch ghost isn't that strong. It, like, turns into string. But Poochie pretty much becomes a god, like, rivals, like, probably stronger than Dio. Yeah. Obviously, because the world ends. Um, Mm. So yeah, Jolene's way better than her crummy dad that I hate. Um, Kudos to Ermes and Foo Fighters. The Foo Fighters is like Plankton. Um, But honorable mention of Lisa Lisa from Battle Tendency, MILF. We love Lisa Lisa in this house. So I'm going to move on to Marva really quick. I like it. Sam doesn't. But I'm going to talk about... Yeah, I'm going to talk about it anyway. I will be ignoring Captain Marvel and going for Monica Rambeau instead. Oh, yeah, baby. I'm also ignoring Widow. I don't like Widow as much as I used to. And girl is literally dead because she had to sacrifice herself for the Soul Stone. I am in the Hawkeye Should Have Died on Multiple Occasions Club. Those being the Soul Stone incident and when Pietro died in Age of Ultron. <laughs> So let's instead talk about canonical chaos witch, an actual strongest character in the MCU, Wanda Maximoff, the Scarlet Witch. We finally got that name dropped, the Scarlet Witch, last episode. <laughs> I was freaking out. But anyway, Wanda, as we first meet her, is a telekinetic and uh, telepath. Pretty standard, um, just Jean Grey, <laughs> but glowy red. Um, but she's become so much more over the years. Turns out she's been a witch the whole time. And the bit of the Mind Stone she interacted with amplified her powers from next to nothing to reality-altering. Girl really splits her soul into two just to bring back her dead synthesoid boyfriend so they can get married. And then she changes the entire town into her sitcom-based parasite. Wanda is so cool and she's my favorite character in the MCU. Next up is Becky Carter, the founder of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the coolest non-powered woman in the MCU by far. I love Peggy so much. She's cool under pressure, skilled, and does not take anyone's flack. She, without hesitating, shot at Steve Rogers, 
Captain America to set, test out his new vibranium shield. Like he had no time. He had no time to react. He was like quickly like put the shield in front of him. She found shield, lived her life without Steve, though she mourns him in the beginning. Like she pretty much she like literally lets go of him. She's got to move on with her life. She does not let his supposed death affect her. Heck, she probably goes on to marry Daniel Sousa, who's from her TV show. She had a TV show and has kids, but someone had to go back in time and mess with that. Steve. I'm the still end, I the didn't, Endgame. I didn't see I didn't see Infinity War, but we watched Endgame. We saw it on I'm still campus. Upset about, I'm still upset about it. That was such a dumb ending. So stupid. This is why then, I hate Marvel. So stupid. Let me move on to the character who was just only recently introduced into the MCU, literally last month, Monica Rambeau. She is actually the original human cat, original human Captain Marvel. Not Carol, no sir. Carol became Captain Marvel after Monica in the comics. In the MCU, Monica is the daughter of the founder of Sword, Maria Rambeau, and an agent of Sword, which is like Shield, but like space stuff in the comics. But That's here, I think dumb. it's for robots. <laughs> I think it's for robots. She looks like dissolved, so they're like the new Shield. Whatever. I honestly don't know what their deal is. I forgot, but whatever. Recently, Monica has gotten her powers thanks to re-entering Wanda's Hex, which is like her fantasy sitcom paradise. There's like a wall and she went through it. Uh, Monica can control all sorts of light... This is what we know about her from the comics. She can control all sorts of light radiation, can go at light speed, even transforming herself into light. She's basically impervious to any Earth weapon, like a gun or a missile. Most likely we'll know Monica as Photon or Spectrum. But she is way cooler than... I think she's way cooler than Carol. I do. Yeah, apparently Carol kind of sucks. That's why, like, I'm like, you could talk about Marvel, but you're, you're not allowed to talk about Carol. She's su- she is super powerful. She is probably one of the most powerful characters in the MCU. But I feel like... I, I, I am also in the club of I don't quite like her characterization all that much. I know uh, it's nice to see a stoic female character who doesn't smile. I mean, we kind of got that with Widow. She wasn't, like, all smiley and girly. We kind of already got that with Widow. But she's a femme fatale. Yeah, I guess. Whatever. We got, like, a character who wasn't so, like, um, I guess. But And uh, it's also in the movies, like, I mean, all of Marvel is propaganda for the military. But especially Captain Marvel, because it's really That's the such blat- It's so blatant with its mm-hmm. military propaganda. It's because, like, they got they they use a lot of military vehicles in the movies because of how connected it all is to the military and I because like what they have to deal with the government all the time, all the time. That's why I'm a DC fan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Even though I don't see the movies in movie theaters and I didn't watch either the Wonder Woman, I'm just not a superhero fan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyway, quick our other honorable mentions. Uh yeah so, um. The girls of Monica Magica, like all of them, super all cool, them. like thirteen year olds, uh, you know, I, saving the world. But Monica Magica is super complicated. Yeah. If you want to listen to that, you can listen to it on. Uh, we talked about Monica in a later episode or earlier, mm-hmm. rather. Um, DC, the DC gals like Harley, Ivy, Catwoman, Wonder Woman, and Barbara Gordon, all super Who cool. Yeah. Barbara um, Gordon, Batgirl, Oracle. Pretty much all the Batgirls. Yeah. Um, I, I said Lisa Lisa before, and Arena Pendleton's super cool. She could have been cooler. Uh, I'm going to use her Arena Pendleton. I will hold it to my heart. Yeah, and then, she should have been it. 
And then the women of the Legend of Zelda, like Prince, title name Princess Zelda, Impa, Minna, Urbosa, and Mifa, they're all super cool. I, I, I love them a lot. And I know when we'll never get a female Link, but God, I will hold it in my heart, perhaps. Non-binary Fem- Link. Yeah, I, Link is essentially non-binary in Breath of the Wild, I'd say so. I haven't played Breath of the Wild, but I've seen the pictures, I'm like, that's a non-binary, that's a he mm-hmm. <laughs> So you baby, me, I sell to get back to playing it. I, I, like, I haven't defeated my first guardian, like, big robot yet. Uh, Link is a he-they and Zelda's a she-they. I don't take You're criticism. So right. I would just like to see, Sa- I just like, um, lady knights and princesses, that's all. <clears throat> uh, that's a nudge, nudge, wink, wink to you. Oh yes, of course. <laughs> um. So yeah, we only have like three and a half minutes left. So, when do you want you want to do socials? Uh huh. Uh huh. So we are on the Twitter and the Instagrams. It's essentially the same on both. It's just the difference of a character. <laughs> so on Twitter, we are f a n d o m f a r e. That's our Twitter handle, and I forgot to tell everyone that we were re-airing on the Wednesday uh, prior to you hearing this, but we do re-air on Wednesday, so it depends on when you're hearing this. Um, and then we're also on Instagram, essentially, there is an underscore, you put it between the M and the F. I don't really use Instagram all that much anymore, so really, you're going to want to follow the, um, the, the Twitter. Uh, Twitter. Yeah. yeah, the Twitter is where we are uh, most active with things. So, thank you for listening. Um, brush your teeth. Uh, clean your sheets. Uh, take a shower. You're stinky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And drink some water. We love you. And have a good day or evening or whatever. And it's Women's History Month. Appreciate the women in your life. Treat it like Appreci- it's Mother's Day. Appreciate women. Love women. <laughs> like I do. <laughs> All right. We will see you later. Bye. Bye.